one of the things is don't don't regret not planting a tree. Plant a tree now. So take action now. Like, ah, I should have done this. Don't worry, just do it now. If you didn't didn't follow some personal discipline, don't beat yourself up. Just do it now. Just start now. It's yep. a moving future. It's a moving life. There's no regrets. Well, regrets are wisdom. Move forward with, with, with intention on what you learned. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another great episode of Out of the Hourglass. My name is Molly Nolan, your episode host. And Brian Nolan, managing partner here at Nolan Consulting Group, is back on the podcast, reminding us all that, yes, business is messy, and that's okay. Inspired by his 20-plus years of coaching, his own personal challenges, and Ryan Holiday's The Obstacle is the Way, Brian shares his approach to dealing with the problems that exist. And the key points from Holiday show us that it's the problems and obstacles that actually make us who we are. As the Haitian proverb puts it, behind mountains are more mountains. So let's expect them, anticipate them, and be prepared to climb them. Out of the Hourglass is a podcast channel dedicated to helping small business owners and contractors visualize their goals, develop high-performing teams, and build sustainable growth. It's time to get out of the hourglass. All right, Brian Nolan, welcome back to the podcast. How are you? I'm great, Molly. Thanks so much for having me today. We've missed you here. Come on, I've, I've been on a lot. You, oh, yeah, I feel like I haven't done one with you in a little bit. Well, we did, we did do visioning. Yeah. Um, it's always good, though. People want to hear, people want to hear from you. Well, you, got, you got wise things to say. It's great. Well, you know, at age 60, you've made a lot of mistakes. So you typically have some wisdom to share. So I'll try and share some and you can decide whether they're wisdom or just knucklehead moves that I made. <laughs> we'll just learn from you. That's what we'll do. So this conversation is, you know, similar to ones that we have done in the past. Uh, you, you know, you and Kevin have come on here and talked about, you know, business is messy and the problems that Kevin faces at Nolan Painting the problems that you know you might be facing you know business is messy but that's okay i think we've realized that through these conversations we're always going to have problems business is always going to be messy once you've accepted that how does it feel bry it feels a whole lot better because i i feel like a lot of people go through each day afraid of problems i i I being one of them, you know, waiting for a problem to hit and then that becoming a belly punch and ruining your day. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't know any business of any any substantial size, aspirations to grow that's not going to have problems. And so the the mindset and, and the tools that we use to apply to these problems to make problems actually a game and understand that uh Without problems, we wouldn't be us because it's our ability to conquer them that uh, really takes us to a new level of us. And we're going to get into that here a little bit, and I'll explain how. And so, you know, recognizing that and recognizing that everybody has problems, we want to use that opportunity going forward to to talk to other Summit members, to business owners who who themselves have gone through problems personally and professionally and give them the platform to share their message, to share their experience. 
you know, how they persevered through, how it made them better. Uh, we know a lot of you are out there who have been through a lot of trials and tribulations and things that have made you a little bit tougher. You put that have put, given you armor per se through being a business owner. So if um, this rings true to you and you'd like to to share your story, um, please reach out to us. We'd certainly love to have a conversation with you um, and invite you to join the podcast in the future because, you know, you and Kevin and Brian have great perspectives, but it's really great to hear from other voices who are, are living this every day, right? Yeah, so we'll find you. We'll find, we will find you. We'll, we'll either knocking. wait for you to come to come to us or we will come knocking. We're pretty uh, good at that. I, I was just telling you yesterday, I think Sheldon Stewart's going to be first. Oh, Sheldon, Sheldon that's a personal us. call out. <laughs> that's a personal call out. Sheldon's he's got great. some wisdom. He's got and some he's, wisdom from And he's days. done the podcast before. He he spoke with okay. me on building his board of directors um, about a year ago at this point. So maybe it's time for Sheldon to, to come back on the podcast. So... Um, Brian, the, this this talk though about problems and obstacles, this has originated with you know, for you for with decades of you know one your personal life and the things that you go through, but also the the act of coaching. You 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 hear about problems, you hear about challenges all day long from the clients you work with. How do, I mean, that's so. Not only are you bearing your own problems, but you're 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 digging on the challenges of others. Well, what's interesting is it's it's not only my problems that give me belly punches. It's my clients' problems because I've I've uh, for good or for bad, I was given a pretty good dose of empathy and um, and caring. And so when um, someone I'm working with is having cash flow problems, or they've had a employee injured, or they've had a good employee leave, or they've had a bad Google review or or they have no work um or, or they can't find workers i i uh historically and continue to to some degree i sort of internalize that and uh it because you know i'm i'm, I'm a sensitive guy and i want to make mm-hmm. a difference so uh i realize that i need some personal tools to deal with not only my own problems but to be able to share with you know clients so that they can armor themselves, right. armor up uh, to this because um, employees will leave. There will be times of no work. There will be cash flow problems. Every now and then someone's going to get injured. So just get ready for it and and then have a plan. It doesn't mean it's not hard initially, but we're talking to some tools about how to go about that. So uh, before we get there, we'll, we'll kind of lay the land um, for those who have not heard of the book, um, The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. I'll read a really quick synopsis here. Uh, the Obstacle is the Way is a modern take on the ancient philosophy of Stoicism, which helps you endure the struggles of life with grace and resilience by drawing lessons from ancient heroes, former presidents, modern actors, athletes, and how they turned adversity into, into success thanks to the power of perception, action, and will. Sounds like a pretty great book. Well, it is. It, it, uh, I, I've been obsessing over this book, much to my wife's chagrin, because it, <laughs> it, Ryan Holiday now has a daily stoic and it's a daily podcast and it's maybe eight eight minutes long each day. And it builds my mental muscle as I drive to work each day. Or if my wife and I are going away and we're we're in a car together, I put it on because I, I think it's an episode my, my, my wife should hear. She's like, <laughs> oh no, not him again. 
<laughs> right. Okay. Uh, so I I based a lot of my uh, keynote on this last year. Mm-hmm. Um, we just had a series of mastermind retreats where uh, we did uh, deep dive discussions on this, and it's real powerful. Why is it powerful? Because what you learn is that the obstacle is actually, um, well, there's this great line, um, the best quote, the, let's see, struggle against an obstacle propels a fighter to a new level of functioning. The extent of the struggle determines the extent of, of the growth. The obstacle is an advantage, not adversity. Huh, so what, what do we mean by that? Well, we have cash flow problems. What happens? We bit, we set up a new a new financial management system, a profit first model, to prevent that ever again. We had an injury. Maybe we never had a safety program. Now we're going to put in a world class safety program. A good employee leaves, we find a better one. A bad Google review, that's a belly punch. Maybe we needed that because maybe our service model was really broken. And maybe that mm-hmm. obstacle was was what we needed to, to build a better brand experience. We had no work. Maybe we developed a prospecting system from it. We can't find a craftsman. Maybe we developed an apprenticeship program out of that. See, these, these, these problems, these obstacles, they drive action. And they drive action to propel you to a new level of who you become that you were not before the obstacle was even there. That's why it's powerful. So instead of taking the belly punch, look at the opportunity in the obstacle. Mm. It's easier said than done. Of course uh, it is, you, yeah. But if you don't think that way, then you're going to become the victim. And that just stinks. And it's probably something that you just have to continue to work on over time. Like it's a it's a practice that you might be doing well on it. And then you kind of, kind of I mean, so that some big problem hits and you immediately revert to your, you know, your old ways. But um you never arrive. You've never stoicism, arrived. Stoicism uh, is a practice. People think people think stoicism, uh, out of the word stoic, is non-emotion, and that's not what it is. It's a much much broader term for our ability uh, to manage emotions and handle handle problems and uh, not get lost in in uh, the moment of pain or not catastrophize about what might be. So you've just laid out a lot of pro- problems that this, you know, the book can apply to within a professional environment. Customer complaints, OSHA, no work, bad Google reviews, cash flow issues. Um, but of course, you know, in your personal life as well, there are obstacles and, and problems that everyone has to go through. There was a, a another quote from the book. It's a Haitian proverb that says, "Behind mountains are more mountains are more mountains," which means. Behind this problem, there'll be another problem. So let's get good at climbing and ascending these mountains and getting over yeah. the other side to deal with the next. I just have found that to be really powerful. There, there is it, and uh, there, there's a really good video, YouTube video that we showed at the Grand Summit by Carol Lawson. Yeah, we handle hard better. Handle hard better. Uh, you know, if if I only get this done, that'll be easy. If I only get through this this event. Then it'll get easy. And her message to her athletes is it doesn't get easier. You get better at handling hard. Mm-hmm. That's really what we're talking about here. 
It's just get better at handling hard. Life is too short to not get better at handling hard. Life's going to be hard. Um, it's There's going to be a lot of terrible things that are going to happen in, in the next two decades. I know this. It stinks. But I'll what think, am I going to do? I'll think optimistically. Yeah, you'll be the positive <laughs> one here. That's good. No, what, what I'm saying is I so I've always been an idealist. Some some would say I'm over enthusiastic and all. And um that also has a downside that I'm emotional. So I've spent mm-hmm. like, I've spent like a lifetime of I think being over emotional, oversensitive. And I'm trying to not let events affect my joy in the day. Mm-hmm. Really, what you learn about life, whew, it's about the joy each day. And why would we let things ruin that? You're right. You're right. There's a lot of opportunities that that don't um, that don't exist for a lot of others. And so, you know, consider yourself blessed. Yeah. Being grateful. Um, being grateful for the challenge. Right. So, in your life. What yeah. are some obstacles and problems that have helped you personally? Yeah, so you know, I I I like to lead off vulnerability with vulnerability. I'm a I'm a vulnerable guy now. I, I lay things all out there, and um, I I wanted to show the. I mean, the biggest example in my life how an obstacle became actually my, my biggest advantage is my stutter. You know, since age well, since I I I could talk, I stuttered. Um, not like now. You know, now I'm fairly fluid fluent um but as a young boy and even young man um it was my Achilles heel it was the worst thing I couldn't even believe it I saw my whole life through the stuttering lens avoiding situations and um over the course of time uh having pushed through that um you know the only way out is through it and uh uh now I, I you know I used to avoid public speaking and now I love it because it gives me an opportunity to share and use my voice. Um, and I, a, a year ago, I started I started the Nolan Stuttering Foundation, and so now I've I um, have a podcast called the uh, Stuttering Springboard, and uh, I work with about sixteen kids who are uh, high school or college, um, making sure that they don't let stuttering stop them from being what they want to be, and it almost stopped me. The blessing is it gave me empathy, listening and coaching. I don't think I'd be a coach if I didn't, if I didn't stutter. So we are, we are a, um, a mix of our life experiences. And so what, what was an obstacle, we need to look for what, what God left out, what he left in. And, uh, mm. so I no longer look at that as a, um, curse. I look at it as, um, an opportunity to change the world and help kids who stutter. And then in a, in a business life, I've, I've talked about, uh, I had a coach who leave left and it was terrible, but we hired a better one. Um, I talk about when I left the uh, corporate world, I got, I got a buyout, but I didn't have work and I was able to start Nolan Consulting Group. So these life life belly punches that seem like belly punches propel us to a new level and a new level of fighting. And that's what mm-hmm. we're talking about here. I have to really give a, a good shout out for the stuttering, stuttering springboard podcast. 
um, just because it's such a vulnerable platform of sharing, um, hearing from different voices from parents of kids who stutter from individuals who stutter from doctors who, and speech pathologists, um, it's, I mean, you, you hear it from all different, different perspectives. So it's, it shows you to have much more empathy for those around you. And it does all of us, I think, know someone who stutter. Um, and so having some understanding and some education, how to, um, interact with those individuals, it's a game changer. It's been great. I'm trying to educate the uh, population about stuttering. It's actually, it's a neurological disorder. A lot of people think that someone's nervous, so they stutter. Um, but it is a neurological disorder that is linked in the DNA that gets activated. And uh, me and my boys are part of a DNA study right now to link uh, what gene it is. Um, right. And um, so if, if people can better understand it and understand that um, what it feels like to be a person who stutters mm -hmm. and the person they're talking to looks away or you get that look like, what's wrong with you? Because um, you don't stutter in your mind at all. I never did. I was always top of my grades in school. Um, but imagine a seventh grade presentation and maybe there's a girl you like in the class and you mm. got to get up and present. Yeah. Pretty terrible stuff. Yeah, that... <laughs> That instills some trauma. It trauma as a, big as a young trauma. kid. Big T trauma, but not anymore, man. Now I'm stronger for it. You are. And I'll leave one note while we, while we have our listeners here, just one piece of um, advice I learned because I want more to learn. If you are engaging with someone who does stutter and they're struggling to finish their sentence, do not finish it for them. Do not. Do not. Give them time. Yep. Give them time. Thank you for that. Yes. Um, okay. So clearly you've been through some ups and ups and downs in life and obviously things that have, um, you have utilized to empower change and have, have changed you as a, as a human. Um, so bringing this into like the context, you know, of the book and the tools from the book, because we all, we all are all looking for some tangible tools here to apply to our, our own problems. Um, there's three concepts from the book that he really dives into. One is perspective. The other is action. And the last is will. And so we'll guide our, our conversation here around these these three areas. So mm -hmm. Brian, starting with perspective, what yeah. what does holiday speak to here? Well, this is good. And I'll, I'll back up a couple sentences to say that um, in the book report or the book club that we did at the retreat some masterminds i asked the, the each group um which of these three um areas do you do you struggle with the most um the perception how you perceive a problem uh, how you take action on the problem or how you will it how how you get the grit and so that was really fun and people told stories and different people but so i'll start with me M mine is has always been the perception. And that's the first one. I think that's me too. When the first one happens, because as soon as I get to action, I'm all over it. Like it's 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 perception. When if something first happens, it it looms larger than life. It takes over everything good that's happened that day. And this your whole world is revolving around a problem that happened. And so it's it's out of context. 
Yeah. Uh, it's, it's hitting your amygdala. Um, and so uh, there's there's a whole bunch of points that I want to uh, share here that I pull out from the book that I'm turning into affirmations of sorts. But here's just a few regarding perception. Um, choose not to be harmed and you will not feel harmed. Don't feel harmed and you're not harmed. Say things like, no, thank you. I can't afford to panic. It's my favorite. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank it, you. It actually aligns good with this one. Wait, let me see who you are. This is the observing eye versus perceiving eye. Um, we need to have space between the impression and perception. Something happened. Oh, no, that's terrible. Something did happen. But let's just wait and see what's going on. Because if we wait and see, it goes along the whole pause, reflect, and choose. Right. PRC. Don't let Let's the get blood... a full picture of what's actually going on here. Yeah. Take a yeah. transition breath. See what's really going on. And then realize that if an emotion can't alter, change a situation, it's probably unhelpful. I'm in control of my emotions. I don't get upset. I'm in control. I control my mind. I have, I have a, a, a saying, affirmation that I say every day that's around that. Um, so an example of, of this, uh, I was in a quarterly meeting with uh, A.G. Williams last year. They had lost a lot of money in the first quarter. It was doom and gloom. They didn't know they were going to make it. They were going to make it, but they were like, it was just awful. They were all, all depressed, but we, they turned it into action. Uh, me, they, they had a lot of crew leaders that were prima donnas. Uh, they weren't tracking hours. And George Jr. stepped up and started to manage and put and control that. They ended the year in a profit. Productivity soared. Productivity soared. And if they, if, if there wasn't that first quarter, they would have just hummed along in a mm -hmm. mediocre way. Uh, so um, that's key. And, and then we talk about the, the famous serenity prayer. God, grant me the patience to accept things I cannot change. Courage to change the things I can. And the wisdom to know the difference. Mm. Uh, so those are, those are some pretty, pretty important things there that you begin to understand that you don't have to react right away. Molly, you said that that, that impacts you out of the three the most. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I think so. What, well, there's a word on here, you know, in our prep, that also the word catastroph catastrophizing. I love that word. Where it's just like creating some, a problem that all of a sudden it feels like it's just going to ruin you, that there's, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. This is it. This is, we're done. You're, you're projecting failure in the future. Yeah. That's not fun. It, it, we all do that. So we, we suffer the pain of the future before it's even happened. Mm. We all do that. Well, my question to you was um, going back to, you know, when you were asking business owners in these mastermind groups, you know, where they most identified struggling um, perspective, action, will. 
do did any of the answers were there any patterns relating back to you know the the profile of these individuals like you yes. know we yeah. bring in like disc so yeah. for me i you know and you're also somewhat of a high you, your c is high my high, my c is high so detail oriented kind of reading the room emotional awareness and stuff um so i think for me that's where that's why i, I align most to perspective because sometimes a, a small mistake in an email a mm-hmm. mistake in something that's heard by a lot of people i you know i take personally mm-hmm. like i'm like oh no now mm-hmm. now what are they going to think of me or mm-hmm. how am I, how how could i possibly fix this mm-hmm. um it's you know small small mistakes become the world when and i'm trying to to learn to move on from those there there are bigger problems than mistakes and emails that go out we're we're, hum, we're human um and learning also like word tracks of not we all because we all make mistakes instead of it's like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry it's thank you for catching that or um though this reminds me i should get eyes you know double eyes on this next time but like what we're we're more than the mistakes that we make. Uh, absolutely. The, you know, the, the patterns that happen in, in the discussion, um, when I asked that question, it, the lower Ds in the room um, had a harder time with action. They, they, yeah, I could see that too. They hoped that um, it, it'll, it'll solve itself. Like the lower D's would say, I'm, I'm waiting for it to, to resolve itself. And maybe I'll I'll say a few hints and things like that. The higher D's sometimes um, acted too quickly um, and got volatile too quickly uh, and emotional too fast. Uh, so their their perception was a problem too because they perceived an anger, right? Yeah. Uh, and um, so the, I, I thought that was interesting and- I know that I'm I'm naturally an IC profile, uh, but I adapt. I've adapted up over the last two decades or more. Uh, I adapt my D up when there's a problem because I realize that as soon as I can get my mind transitioned into what do I control mm-hmm. and I take action, I realize I settle down completely and I am now I am rolling. I control what I can and don't worry about what I can't. And so um, we talk then about- Then it feels it. like you're driving the problem. The problem driving isn't driving it. you anymore. Yeah, exactly. You've got to immediately take control of what you can. And and that that's why, and you know, the wisdom to know the difference mm-hmm. about what you can't control, it makes no sense getting upset about, none immediately drive to all right what do i control make two lists what do i control in this situation and what don't i okay now what i control what's my action to do that um and then you know one of the things he talks about in the book ryan is uh a pre-mortem a pre-mortem is when you think what might go wrong and so if it does go wrong you're ready for it it's not a bad right. And so when you're doing, you know, what do I control? What could go wrong? When it does, I'll do this. So gaining control. So that's pretty powerful. Okay. So moving into action. Yeah. 
this yeah, is I, I, this is I like to, the right? movement. I, I, yeah, I you would start going into here. Just move, man. Just move. Action. Any action is better than no action. Um, history favors the bold. And uh, um, we must, he, he says, we must be sure to act with deliberation, boldness, and persistence. Those are the attributes of right and effective action. It is the solution and cure to our predicaments. Um, it's sad that so many of us fail to do the action. Um so, you know, one of the things is don't don't regret not planting a tree. Plant a tree now. So take action now. Like, ah, I should have done this. Don't worry, just do it now. Whatever it yeah. is you need to do. Um, it's if if you didn't didn't follow some personal discipline, don't beat yourself up. Just do it now. Just start now. It's yep. a moving future. It's a moving life. There's no regrets. Well, regrets are wisdom. Move forward with with, with intention on what you learned. And you're I'm behind. Not, you're yeah. you're you're behind on a big project or a big rock, and you got a check in coming in, and you have to own up that you haven't made progress. And instead of kicking it around and saying it's not worth it anymore, maybe we'll kick it to next year. Start now. Start now. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do a plug for another book that I'm that I'm into probably a lot of people listen are atomic habits. By, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. James clear. Um, so great book. Uh, you'll be hearing more about that from me. I love it because it's, it, it's not about what, what you did. It's about what you're going to do and setting up the right environment to do those things. And I, I feel like so often a lot of people, they live in their past of not doing and don't know how to just do. That's right. That's exactly right. And, and think think progress, not perfection. I think yeah. that's important in, in all that you do. Build the bridge as you're walking over it. That's what we say sometimes. Yeah. Here's a quote from, from Nick Saban, uh, the football coach. Um, You've got to do something very difficult. Don't focus on that. Instead, break it down to pieces. Simply do what you need to do right now and do it well, and then move on to the next thing and the process, not only the prize, but break it down into action steps and move on it. Get your team to move on things. So uh, I, you know what I, I did fairly well in the corporate world because whenever there were problems, I would create war rooms and a war room was, was um, a conference room that was, that had turned into a bunker. And we had visuals and huddles and we and we left there with daily accountabilities and we crushed it. And we got back to that war room and we said, what what do we what do we control? So that's the action piece of this. That's what I've learned when there's problems. That just gives me an opportunity to be more me. Mm-hmm. OK, Will, I feel like this has got to be one that. I know I wasn't at these meetings when these, these questions were asked, um, but I feel like all those folks in the room—they have got—they all have will. They're all—they're all moving the ball forward as best, as best they can at times. Yeah, the will. A lot of a lot of us contractors have will. They've been through hard times. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a great quote: "Genius is persistence in disguise." Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, See and that. So, uh, the you know persistence, and we've all developed will through endurance events. Yes, we uh, have the will to get 
to get through. Um, it's this is the one thing that we completely control, the will. It's it's about us. It's about how we sustain. It's about how we deal with the problems that we're having. It's the affirmations that I say every day when I work out and grit my teeth and the visualization that I have uh, to survive difficult times, um, to know that all things change and they will change and it, and it will get by. Get by. Um, it's, it's the ability to, to handle these punches and more punches and more punches. Mm -hmm. It's not being um, overly bold that something there's a that something's going to end by a certain date. There's a lot of a lot of stories in um, the Vietnam War with prisoners of war. Um, in fact, um, John McCain and uh, Ab Admiral Stockdale. There's there's a Stockdale uh, paradox, which I'm I'm not going to do. I'll a good job explaining here, except that I'll say those prisoners who expected to be out by Christmas and when Christmas didn't come, they were distraught you know, almost to, to the point of it's over. Um, the ability to withstand elongated periods of time of pain uh, and and not, not build up um, too much hope in, in something changing sooner. This is powerful. Sustain, get, get good. You know, you know, these are all about humanity. It, it makes you more human, your ability to look at human situations. So just sort of bask in that, that you're having a very human situation. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm saying all, all these things like I've got it figured out, right? Mm -hmm. Not so much. Um, I deal with these challenges every day. Stoicism is a daily practice, um, a daily practice to find the joy in every day and not to let environmental situations steal our joy. And that's just, that's, that's mindfulness too. Yeah. You know, this related in, in a sense. Um, I just was recently um, had the opportunity to go to Amsterdam and, my husband and I went to the Anne Frank house, which was really interesting in, you know, where wow. she and her family lived for two years in hiding. In the first 30 minutes, we did like an introductory program and uh, it was really great. It's really set like really good context for then walking into the museum. But you really learn about, you know, what their life was like for two years and the people around, you know, that worked in, that worked at the company um, that was Otto Frank's company that he sold, but the, the employees still helped him him and the Frank family, you know, get through. They still don't know to this day, or it's not been revealed how they were how they were discovered, um, which is still very interesting to me. But in her diary, she Anne talks about the joys of, during the day. So even though they're in uh. this this insane environment where they're in hiding and they have a strict schedule to their day, but talking about the joys, the playing of games, they were, they would laugh around the dinner table. I mean, that's finding joy in, in, in one of the worst situations one can imagine. How about that. Huh? So that certainly gives you some that's, perspective. That gives you perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Highly yeah, I mean, recommend. We're, uh, we're all terminal. 
Mm-hmm. We're all terminal. We're all going to die. And uh, yet, yet we let we let all these problems affect our joy when we're here. And that's sort of the the practice of Stoicism as a mental thought. It, it's not a spiritual thing. Thing Stoicism. It's a mental. Uh, it's mental muscle. Building mental strength. It goes back to yeah. your keynote. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're we're leaning towards a really interesting theme uh, for this year's Grand Summit, right, Ma? Yeah, we can't uh, release it just yet. We're not allowed okay. to. It's too early. Okay, so I want to give it to you. Soon, soon. But we're going to move along this line um, to to do some more building. That's all. I'll, all I'll say in the process. Um, yeah. But we also want to we want to tee up. Um, you know, it's part of your your last keynote you had the opportunity to interview seven leaders within the summit um, group, business owners and, and management leaders of organizations to talk about, you know, what, what are their obstacles? How do they deal with problems? Um, and we, we played two videos during the keynote. It was very, very impactful. I mean, it's a real people, real stories dealing with real issues that we all can relate to. Um, so with their permission, um, our hope is to share some of these over the next several weeks, couple of months, tidbits here and there, um, just so that I think it's important that um, you hear from your peers and yeah. you feel like you're, you are, you kind of goes back to like the, the coaching world and, and being in the summit group, but you are not alone. And, you know, and I was actually with, with Catherine just recently completing her challenge of, you know, the Everesting challenge at Mount Stratton and having to do the ascents over and over again. It's like each ascent, it's better to do it with people. Like the ascent of the mountain, the ascent of life, the ascent of business. Why do it alone? Why face face problems alone? So true. You find out that everybody has problems. Yeah. Everybody, Everybody has something and it helps the, yeah, the, the uh, seven people that I, uh, um, interviewed our tremendous summit members and um the video i was only able to share just because of of time two minutes or so of each person uh but i had much much longer conversations with them that's that's recorded that we're going to start sharing um so people can uh realize that they're not alone and and uh, learn from them and some of the mental muscles that they've built, you know? Mm-hmm. So stay tuned for more of those. Um, but also I'll go back to kind of the the little shiny lore, what we're calling it a shiny lore. I'm calling it a shiny lore that we put out at the beginning of the, the episode. If this is, a, this, if this conversation, you know, strikes home to you or, you know, you've, you've been through a challenge that really impacted, impacted you, you're on the other side of it, you know that others could learn from it. Let's talk about it. Yeah, and you know, be be vulnerable. It's the greatest leadership strength. You have started a lot of recent programs with the vulnerable component. Yeah, and it it changes the dynamic from it the from whole the start. program. It 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 it's authentic. You know, it um, it it builds trust in a group so quickly. You know, leaders out there, uh, families out there um, 
you know, share those things. And it's actually a strength, not a weakness to, to share vulnerabilities that um, people, people will, will respect you more for it and they will open up and we'll have a better world. Better world with um, better conversations. That's exactly right. Well, Brian, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for uh, being authentic here, getting vulnerable, sharing your world. Um, we certainly hope it inspires others to do the same. And uh, as always, I just it's good to it's good to connect on here. It's Thanks, Ma. You too. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group, a nationwide business coaching and consulting firm with coaches located throughout the country. Have a question, comment, or idea for future episodes? We'd love to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolancg.com.